I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello, welcome to the best movies you've never seen. This is a podcast about movies. We talk about movies that I know very well. My name is Stephen Fennick, and I introduce them to Trevor Long, who is slowly building his movie library over more than 100 shows now. What are we up to? One hundred five. I'm not counting. I'm just yeah. We've uh, we've hit the we've hit the ton, and uh, your movie library is growing week by it's week. It's wild to think how many movies I've watched. Yeah. that I hadn't seen. <laughs> Let's be real. There's a lot in the in the and course of just a more, couple of years. Plenty more to come. Exactly. The movie this week is Courage Under Fire. And just a note too, there is some explicit language in this one. So uh, if, there's some, if there's some littlies in the car, maybe uh, tell them to block their ears for a little Good bit. Good idea. Uh, this was released in 1996, and this was the first movie about the Gulf War, the Desert Storm. Desert Storm was in the early 90s, the 91. 1991, yeah. And so this is the first film which uses Desert Storm as the background to the story. Right. And it's not based on a true story, apparently. I was so, going to say, because yeah. there's parts of the movie where I thought, did I miss the yeah. intro where it said, you know, based no, on a true story or something? No, it is uh, not, not, as far as, I've done a lot of research on this, it's not based on any incident oh, that's happened right. over there. Uh, released in 1996, starring Denzel Washington. And uh, Meg Ryan also has a major part. Directed by Ed, Zw Ed Zwick. Now, Ed Zwick has directed Denzel Washington previously. Right. Twice he actually he directed him. In fact, when Denzel was first approached for the project, he thought to get Edward Zwick involved. He said, look, because he directed him in Glory, 1989, and actually Denzel won a, a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for that mm -hmm. one. And uh, they also got together again in a film in 1998 called The Siege. So he brought him on board. Denzel got the offer, and he goes, I want to bring my man on board, Ed Zwick. Alrighty, so you had heard of this, not heard of this. What are your impressions? I don't know. Here? I feel like I'd, if you said what is Courage Under Fire, I would have said it's a movie, but I certainly couldn't have named an actor in yep. it, let alone what it was about. So yeah, I'm coming to this one. So did you from when scratch. you when you saw the thumbnail? Did, what was the, what was on your thumbnail? Um, it's Meg and Denzel, right? Uh, with like a, a bit of bit of helicopter action underneath. I think apart from the little tip I gave you last week that it's kind of a military kind of investigation yeah. sort of film, did you have any? Uh, yeah, I think you said to me, um, it was think, like a, a think, think of a few good men. men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had nothing. 
Right. Yeah. So okay. I'm coming at the, in at this, just with no idea, but but excited because yeah. that is my vibe. That's yeah. I, you, I don't you like the, you like movies based in reality, don't you? Yeah, and also you know the 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 investigation. I think about my yeah. TV viewing. You know, it's for you and stuff like that. Yes. Like I like the investigation concept. Yes. So this resonated in that sense. Well, yeah. There was I think. Um, one of the guys you would have recognised in the movie, I think, is uh, is in it. Uh, Michael Moriarty played the the general. He was in. It wasn't he in. Well, uh, I think so. Earlier yeah. episodes of Law and Order. Very early. All right. The reaction here, the buzz around this movie, uh, had some good reviews. Roger Ebert, a very well respected critic, was uh, in his review. He said this is Hollywood's first film about the Gulf War and one of the rare films to deal with women in combat. Mm. But it's not simply a war film. There are also personal issues involved, and the story does a good job of dealing with the relationship between Serling, which is Denzel's character, and his wife, Regina, who tells him she will wait for him, but not forever. Mm. That was another lot of plot line of the movie. Yes. Washington's role is the central one, and he handles it well, playing a man who sticks to procedure and self-discipline, even in the midst of emotional chaos. Uh, Before the tank battle, he leads his men in prayer and then adds, let's kill them all. (laughs) <laughs> Meg Ryan's role is different uh, it's a different kind of challenge in the flashbacks through the eyes of her men she is seen in three or four different types of behaviour Zwick's direction handles the many conflicting story possibilities with great clarity and the opening sequence involving the mistaken tank attack makes it clear how confusing battle is and how differently it will be perceived by each participant the end of the film understandably lays on the emotion a little heavy but until then Courage Under Fire has been a fascinating and emotional logistical puzzle Almost a courtroom movie with the desert as the courtroom. That's good. You know the good word there, puzzle. Yeah. I feel like that's a really good way of describing this because it, it's one of those movies that goes back, forward, around. Yeah. Um, it's Everyone's the, perspective. It's the different, different perspectives yeah. and you're seeing things through different angles. And I don't know. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Righto. We're going to take a deep dive into Courage Under Fire. And if you haven't seen it, you can catch it on Fetch. This is one of those movies that you might not be able to rent and buy in a lot of places, but of course it's uh, available on one of the streamers, in this case Disney+. Plus. So that highlights one of the great features of Fetch, which is universal search, allowing you to find content almost anywhere. So you just search for Courage Under Fire and Fetch will take you directly to your Disney Plus subscription and offer it up to you there. So if you've got a subscription, it's free to watch. If you haven't, well, sign up and you might even get a bit of a trial of Disney Plus as a part of it. There are thousands, literally thousands of movies on Fetch to watch on the movie store to rent or buy. And then, of course, there is the movie box, which is a range of movies uh, pretty much updated every day. There's a a rotating um, calendar of of 30 movies every day for you to watch. So there's something new every day to watch as part of your Fetch subscription. The great thing is it's easy to get Fetch. JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, the good guys, and all great leading retailers. And then big internet providers like Aussie Broadband and, of course, now Telstra. So if you're a Telstra customer, you can ring up and get Fetch on your monthly plan and you can get either the Fetch Mini or the Fetch Mighty uh, on a monthly plan so that you can just enjoy all the movies, all the content, all the streaming, all the TV. Thanks to Fetch on Telstra. Alrighty, you've now seen Courage Under Fire and I want to hear your first impressions. So, I mean, it, it ticked the boxes, right? Yep. Um, it, well, you know what I enjoyed most about it is that what we just mentioned, the multiple angles because yeah. it made, because and I say it a lot, that I feel like I, I'm predicting. I'm trying to estimate or predict what's going to happen sometimes. And I think that's to my detriment at times yeah. where I'm going, oh, that's going to happen. There's a part of this where, where that I'll explain that I kind of picked was important. Okay. It's like when you hear something and you think, that must that must be important, the reason they said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you wonder, with all this breakdown of the of the angles, it you, you start to second-guess mm. yourself. So I think it's I thought it was good that it made me think. Yeah. Um, 
and you know it it did give an interesting perspective but but the 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 women in in war wasn't wasn't an important part of the thing but it was a nice undertone yeah. that you could read into yeah. and take something from so oh, yeah i quite enjoyed that part I, of it so, i like yeah. i like the multi-layer aspect of this with denzel sort of dealing with his own issues and yeah. his home life his what happened in the desert and also then being thrown into this investigation where he's seen someone else's experience in the military yeah. as well um yeah he's denzel. seeing his own experience through someone else's eyes yeah. and wondering how his experience can impact on their experience and it's but we also see that other layer of how the you know, obviously the story of a woman getting the Medal of Honor is a massive story, and the guy, mm. the PR guy from the White House, is trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. milk it for everything. And, and you can yeah. uh, it's even work just working in the media. I think we can see how those things resonate. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, great story. But then you you have great respect for the Denzel character going. You know what? It doesn't matter how much you want it; it's got to be earned. Yeah. And so you have great respect so right. for his character in that. But also sense. too, how he wants to make the investigation. We'll talk more in the run through about this, but. He wants to. He he's not happy handing in the report nope. half-hearted. Just he wants because to do that's it what you want to hear, I'm yeah. not going to do it. So yeah, no, I I enjoyed that. And what's your tweet on this one? Tweet on this one is Denzel Washington really stars, um, and it's a worth worthwhile watch to take a look at uh, Desert Storm through a fictional view, um, through Courage Under Fire. I saw this at the movie, surprising it's, enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, I have rewatched it many times. At the time, like Denzel was sort of at the height of his powers here. He was right. like a superstar, and obviously a bigger star now, but. I thought, yeah, it's had all the, like like you said, ticked all my boxes. Like yeah. nice war movie, Denzel. I thought, yeah, I'm gonna. It go is a that. great cast. Like yeah. you think about some of the it ones is. you're about to mention. Let's it's, talk about it's it. Well, wild. Denzel Washington plays Nat Serling, and he was in Training Day, which is on our list. Crimson Tide, which is on our list. That's a submarine movie. Training awesome. Day is not a war movie, right? Tra- is it a Training Day is a cop movie. No, oh, cop. cop okay. to t- he plays like a detective. Yeah, okay. yeah it's a cop film. <laughs> and I'm thinking, also, is it football? Is it war? <laughs> no, no. He's also uh, in The Equalizer, which uh, Equalizer Part 3 is just about to release in cinemas. Great, good, good movie. Okay. Meg Ryan plays Karen Walden. And, of course, she was her big... Sleepers big, in Seattle? Big shot. No, that was big, but her big introduction to the world was Top Gun. Oh, Maybe she played Goose's wife, yes, and she kind yes. of stole the show. Yeah, that established her as a as a star. Excellent. She was also in When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. Remember that? With yeah, um, well, I think most people. Yeah, have, the, I haven't uh, seen it, but I know I'll the have scene. what she's having. So yeah. that, that's, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. she was with um, who was it? Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? No. Oh, oh well, that'll be on our. That's on our list too. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips plays Monfrey. So yeah, love. We won't we won't uh, hurt people with our singing again. La Bamba, he was in. Uh, he was also in another cool movie called Stand and Deliver. It's okay. about like a South Central school and how a teacher really wants to help these students get through, get you know, get the most out of their lives. Okay. That's not a bad show. Did you recognize Matt Damon as yes. Ilario? Yeah. yeah. What about the weight loss? Yeah. I've got more to say on that ah. at the end of the show. I've got a lot of info on that. Because you, yeah. you don't see him, and we'll run through it, but you don't see him uh, in his normal form and, yeah, and until the end. The end. Yeah. And so... I, at first, I'm thinking, wow, he was skinny back then. But then yeah. you realise he lo- he that was for character. Very Absolutely, well yeah. He was, of course, in Goodwill Hunting, which we've done, The Martian, which we've done. He was also in The Departed, which we will do, and Born Identity. Have you seen the Born movies? No. Any of those? Okay, no. <laughs> you got a lot of we got a lot of work. <laughs> we got a lot of work. It's just hilarious mate. how you're still surprised well, just well, by the fact no, that it's written on the I'm tin. Cu- I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> Before we dive into the run through, let's talk about High Sense. And you know what? We always talk about getting big screen TVs, but there is an alternative if you want to go even bigger with Hisense, and that's with their laser TVs. So their laser TV range, these are actually 
short throw projectors. So these sit pretty close to the wall where you'd normally put your television and they can beam up an image up to 120 inches. Yeah. So if you want a real big screen experience, you can't go past that. And with the beauty of the uh, the the laser TV is that it has everything you'd expect from the normal TV. So all the the operating system, all your inputs, speakers, everything is there for you to experience that that big screen cinema like experience. It operates home. like yeah. a normal TV. It's got three thousand uh, lumens brightness too. So uh, the, the, even if in the middle of the day you can still make out the picture, it's actually pretty good. Obviously better at night with in the, in the complete darkness. But at the heart of it is the Trichroma X Fusion Three, the pure color laser technology, and this creates just stunning four K quality. It's also got Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision. So Dolby Vision to look good, Dolby Atmos to sound good. And it comes also with the ambient light rejection screen. So the screen is actually part of the purchase. You mount it on the wall. It actually has special material so that as the as the light is projected onto the onto the screen, it's then reflected to the viewer, yep. and that helps reject the it all the other ambient any light. Other, any other ambient yeah, light. Yeah, so it makes it a lot clearer. And you also have the Vita U6 operating system. So just like you would on a regular high-sense TV, you can easily find your content, all your streaming services, anything you would normally watch, free-to-air TV. Yep. It's all there, just on a grander scale. Massive TV. The high-sense laser TV, I'm pretty sure you can find them set up in stores. It is well worth you taking a look. If you want to find out more, Go to highsense.com.au. Now, we start the movie, uh, and you know it's uh, Desert Storm, and Nat Serling, which is Denzel's character, is a tank battalion commander. Uh, they're about to start a night operation, and he's, uh, he's having a word to the troops. Don't ever for one minute underestimate the enemy. But remember this, we're better soldiers. We're fighting with better equipment, we're better trained, and we're a hell of a lot smarter. Sleep deprivation. Remember our soldiers been up 46, 48 hours, so let's stay on top of them, maintain your intervals. Any questions? All right, let's get together, have a little prayer. Dear God, uh, protect us as we protect our country we so dearly love. Keep us safe that we'll all get home to see our families and our children. Amen. Amen. So that was, uh, so it sets the tone, sets the scene. Yep. And uh, we then they all just hop in their tanks. They're into their and then tanks. Off and they it's go, ready to go to war. It's a, it's a real setup for we're yeah. off to war. Yeah. yeah. So this is the battle that's happening in and the I think, in the middle of the night. Like I think, my uh, the next generation, my kids would look at this and not quite understand how real this kind of is. Mm. But I think anyone of our generation and older would look at this and go, it's instantly Desert Storm. Like it's yeah. instantly there was a in huge the Kuwaiti Iraq yeah. conflict. Just like probably our parents and, and our, our people older than us, they'd know World War Two better than we would. That's right. This is our this is our war we know better, yeah, that's right. which yeah. is uh, sort of happened in our lifetime. Uh, so anyway, the battle starts, and what happens here? The enemy infiltrates the unit's line and a little bit of confusion going on. They tell him find me a target. I think I got one, sir. Do you or do you not have a fucking target? I think so. Gunner, disable, tank. Identify! Ah! Fire! Okay. He just fired, sir. They're firing at us. Loader! Out, sir! Fire! I heard you. We what? Oh my God! You just let up boiler, God damn it! Saber six, Nat. What's happening out there? 
Botello. Is that one of our tanks? He fired, sir. At us or at the T-72s? I don't know. At us or at the T-72s? I don't know! That is a wild piece of audio. And it's actually, like, I, I, I could remember it even before you were playing it back because I remember, and because you hear it again later on the show, but... I remember hearing it's kind of like jubilation. We got him at the same yeah. time. There's overlaid. We just lost Cougar Six, and then the jubilation continues yeah, before it's reinforced. That you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this. You could actually ch- you could plot the chart yeah. of their emotions. It's like just such a roller coaster, man. So, so it was obviously a bit friendly of fr- fire. friendly fire happening there. Um, so we see. I think the next thing you see is him. You know, the, you know did you know? Did you recognize the 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 gunner in the, in the tank, Sean, yeah. Sean Aston. Yep. He's in the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, okay, I recognise him from something else. The obviously. scene, the scene afterwards is 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 um is Serling consoling him, saying, you know, he's he feeling bad decision. about it. He goes, look, I gave the order, mate. So yep. that's my fault, not yours. Yeah. So um, which is the sign? Of, it, seeing it's it's those little expositions, isn't it? That's mm. the sign of a great leader. Yeah. He, he wasn't he wasn't going to share in, the blame. Of course not. He no. was taking it. He's a man of honour. But we do find though the next scene here is about well, he's he's talking to, to an officer about what happened and them sort of trying to explain it as well. So with your thermal equipment confused by the burning tanks and smoke obscuring your visual ID, you couldn't tell the difference between the T-54 and the Abrams. I believe that uh, we, that I, should have known the difference even with the night scope. Uh, Now, if we were under attack... uh, But under the circumstances, there was no way to tell the difference. Under the circumstances, I suppose that there was no way to tell the difference. No, there was no way to tell the difference. Thank you, Colonel. That's all we need. And you instantly get that feeling that okay, so he's trying trying to to sweep it under the carpet. Yeah, they're not trying to actually investigate it. And you can get the sense from Nat that he's not comfortable with that instantly. That he well, he he felt like he wanted to take responsibility for it. Yeah, but they're making all these which is also which is also just one of the plot lines of the whole movie. Yeah, he he wants to take responsibility. Yeah, contact the parents. He's the guilt is killing him. Yeah, but also they're saying oh the smoke and everything. They're sort of making up excuses, and at the end he goes okay, we got what we need. See you later. They're all they're all good. So we end up seeing. I think after this, so this isn't really fully think like plotted out but no. what i get from this is that after this incident he's given a desk job so yeah, cuz he's, he's pretty much instantly it's okay yeah. he's in his uh, he's, uh, he's uh, off the dress battlefield uniform and he's in in an office now yeah so he's got a desk job now yeah. uh and i think while he's there he gets a phone call yes washington post about yes i was there that's a matter of public record Well, thank you very much, Mr. Gardner. Thank you very much, Mr. Gardner, but I have nothing to say. No, sir. No, sir. Well, I'll do just that. Right. Do you like how that was only his side of the conversation? Because it it allows you to just assume what's being said at the other end. Because when he says, yes, I was there, you're like, Yeah, that's a matter of public record. Then he goes, that's a matter of public record. So he's like, hang on a minute. So he's being very formal now. 
So you can tell straight away he's 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 aware to the issue of a reporter digging into. Yeah, it's kind um, of the first shot across his bow, thinking right, we're we're onto the story. Yeah, and uh, I think in the next scene he, he then, takes it to yeah, his boss. He does. He tells his superior officer, which but, is Michael Moriarty, who you recognise probably from earlier yeah, episodes. Think, yeah, of very Lord early. Order. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was, was one, he, he was the um he was the, the DPP kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. so he was the head or guy. The DA. Yeah. But it's interesting. Also, this is where you start this little part of the ex- extension of that storyline where. He's got that guilt. He wants to talk yeah, to Boiler's yeah. parents. Yeah. Hey, Dad. I've got to talk to you. How are we holding, Dan? Running late, sir. May I run a few things by you, sir? Quickly. Lieutenant Boiler's parents. Boiler? Tom Boiler, Albathra. He died in Albathra. He's been with me a long time. Boiler from Virginia, right? Roger that, sir. His parents have written to me. They're hearing rumors. We got an investigation running, Dad. You know we can't discuss it. You have to put them off. Yes, sir, but with all due... his parents, he died in action. He's a hero. That's all they want to know. Roger that, sir, but it's not just his parents. Uh, We got a call from the Washington Post. A reporter named Gardner. A reporter called you about Albastra? Roger. You didn't talk to him? Of course not. Nat, nobody's going to hang you out to dry. I won't let them. Did you listen to the tape, sir? Colonel, the war's over, and you and I have been given the great responsibility and privilege of investigating combat medals for our victorious army. In other words, we've been passed over. I prefer to think of it as a second chance, Ned. That's interesting. This, so he's, the, the, his senior officer's a colonel, yep. right? So that, no, sorry, general. He's the general, and Serling's a colonel, right. right? And from that conversation, they've obviously been friends for a long time, and yes. I think the, the, the general is kind of protecting him a bit, sort yeah. of saying, look, but no one's going to hang you out to dry. When, when and the, we've been passed over thing. Yeah. Is that... I think that's like a joke to say, look, because we're investigating the medals doesn't mean we're going to get them, sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I and know. also, it, yeah, I, I kind of couldn't work that out whether they'd been, because of that incident, they've yeah. been shelved and their progression through the armed forces is now done. This is where they're going to be. Maybe. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I just took it as them, because they're doing the investigating, they're not going to receive the medal because they're the ones who are going to give them out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's also a way of... Ensuring yeah. they don't get the medals for something that they probably shouldn't, given what maybe, happened. Maybe, but you can tell from that exchange that he's very keen to talk to the parents and let yep. them know what happened. That's and, right. Uh, so yeah, that's it's just a continuing. But thread. he's he's given. Uh, uh, they talk about just medals there, but he's yeah. now given, like he's walked this point. Is he's walking down the corridor and yeah. he's walked into a room. Old mate general leaves the room and he's yep. he's left he's left with the job to investigate. A medal yeah. of honor. Yeah, so it's a captain. It's going to about to receive the medal of honor, and he's then he's introduced to the survivors who this captain rescued. Right, which is the reason for uh, the, the, that person getting the medal. They were apparently shot down and rescued by the Huey crew, uh, who were also shot down and were defending themselves as well. And they let them know what was going on. And this this Huey crew, they uh, they returned fire all through the final rescue. Yes, sir. I think so. I couldn't see much of anything, though. I heard it. Nothing else sounds like an M16, not no AK or M60. I heard it, too. The last thing we see is the Thunderbolt dropping napalm on the two down choppers. I don't know if it was Captain Walden, sir, but that Huey... I saved our lives. So the White House... Uh the, guy, the the White House PR guy, right? He's there as well. I like how he says, look, if you do everything as I want, we're going to get on great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but that, that's a little interesting because they tell the whole story there. Yeah. But 
that's where I, I first picked up that M16 fire. Because yeah. it's, it's kind of it's, highlighted. It's a little bit of it's, info that it's continues. Yeah. Re- it's importantly repeated yes. for the story. Yeah. And it's like they, they want you to think about it. Yeah. And that, that's a really yeah. interesting thing to seed this early in the movie. But then we, we as we dig deeper into the story, um, Serling's surprised by one of the facts. Uh, if Captain Walden wins this medal, you don't win it, you, uh, you receive it. It's not a contest. But see, that is perfect. That is what I'm here for. I am not here to get down your throat, make you crazy, take these facts and twist them, take them somewhere you don't want to take them. I just want to get these uh, nuances out of your head, and I just want to get it straight from you. It's a woman. You didn't know? What did you think all the hope I was about? <laughs> Banachek's got the information on three of Walden's men. The crew chief we're still tracking. This is Captain Karen Emma Walden. She's the first woman in history to be nominated for, for a medal of honor for combat. I mean, this is gold. It's gold. Unfortunately, it's posthumous, but I've got her little daughter. I've got the president of the United States. It's all set in the Rose Garden. President's going to lean down. He's going to hang that pretty ribbon around that pretty little face. There is not going to be a dry eye from Nashua to Sacramento. They've, they've got all the yeah, they've got all the press. That's the, typical the, PR, the, uh, right there. Yeah, the, the uh, press 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 pool ready to go. But it's well, isn't that well done? Photo though? op. Yeah. Like you, you know that Meg Ryan's an important part of this movie. Yep. But I came into it not knowing what her role is, yeah. and then and this is like it is a surprise. It's a yeah, it's it is. a legit yeah. like wow. Okay, so yeah. well you don't you don't really know you, you know we know because we watch a movie, but you, when you're watching it for the first time you, you don't no know idea. it's a woman. Yeah, no. yeah, so it's a it's a big surprise. So in that previous exchange, you you can hear that they've gathered her crew because yeah. you know she died. It That's said right. posthumous. So they've gathered so they, her crew. He said they've worked out where they are. They've just, yeah. they just won. So their now now it's Serling's job to go talk, go to, them talk to them to make sure that she's actually qualified or yeah. deserves the medal. He needs to yeah. hear every side of the story. And the first person they go to see is uh, Karen Walden's co-pilot, Rady. Mr. Rady, you were a Captain Walden's co-pilot. That's right. Can you tell me what you remember about Alcofan? I remember the Earth. I remember... I remember Alario's face. I wish... She hadn't needed to be a hero. No, that's so not fair. We were just doing our job. It's not Ren's fault I got hit. I mean, she sure as hell saved the lives of those guys on the Blackhawk. You always defend her. Why didn't you like her? She was so butch. Honey, shut up. She was, you know. And those women who want to be officers. Janie, shut up. She gave her life for those men. So that's the first bit of doubt that you get given. Yeah. You're given it by the co-pilot's partner. Yeah. She's like, I didn't like her. Like she was butch. That's the reason she doesn't like her. Yeah. But it's still, you but know, Rady defending just those, being yeah. butch. And then it, he yeah. admitting that she's butch. It's not a reason to not like yeah. her. It's not a reason for her not to get the, not. the medal. But it's the first seed of doubt. Yeah, that you get given. So there's all these little little approaches, so opinions of her that eventually gel at the end that we find yeah. out the truth. But 
Uh, the reporter from the Washington Post is still sniffing around. Sniffer. And this is the first time we actually see, see and meet that, that reporter. Yeah. Played by Scott Glenn. Remember him? He was in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. He was the head of the, um, the FBI, remember, investigating yep. Buffalo Bill. He's a great actor. I quite like him. But we do see this exchange uh, in the bar. Hey, uh, one for my friend. Going that soon. Make it a double for Colonel Serling. Tony Gardner, Washington Post. <laughs> They're not going to find any criminal culpability in the Albathra incident. you got nothing to worry about. Those were my men. I put that badly. I'm sorry. Look, I went to Virginia and spoke with Mr. and Mrs. Boylar. You what? I'm sorry, but they got a right to know what happened to their son. So this is just so another he's now sitting wrinkle. there going right. I wanted to see the parents, yeah. and now some reporter. Some reporter's gone he, what he's assuming is the reporter has told them that he died by yeah. friendly fire. So he's that just that just sends him into a into, into a, a nosedive as well. Yeah. Um, the next stop is talking to specialist Elario, Matt played Damon. by our man Matt Damon. Well, Karen, uh, the captain, uh, was hurt pretty bad. How many rounds left? Sick. How many rounds? I just opened up my last can of ammo, ma'am. Five max for the M16, nine mils full. Mine's empty. Fire a couple rounds off. Let them know we're still alive and kicking. Roger that, Captain. Now save your ammo for something you can see. <laughs> During the course of the incident, did she display any doubt? Any fear when she had to make these life and death decisions? No. No, never. She just made them. Just like that? Just like that. Karen, the captain, she had this quality. Heavier the pressure, the calmer she got. Yeah. She, he also, in that exchange, just says that he had a letter. They that's swap. Right. They swap letters. That's they swap a, letters. That's, that's what that's what soldiers military, do. Yeah. So you in case killed. you die, I'm yeah. gonna send it, and vice versa. Yeah. And he tells uh, he tells Serling that he had that letter and sent it. What about the letter? A what? Uh, you and Walden traded letters. To send home in case anything happened to you. Oh yeah, yes sir, yes sir. So who was hers to? Her folks. So you sent? Yeah. Her folks. I mean, they're good people. They. Got a farm out there in Abilene. They used to come over to Hood, you know, look after her kid while we went out on exercises. Yeah. But the next thing we see is Serling actually going to Karen to Walden's family. family, discussing the whole the the, the Medal of Honor is possibly going to be awarded. Yeah. But then I think her it's her father that that, that he says this. Major T. Garden, her commanding officer, he came too. He came back from the Gulf. Brought this photo back from Anne Marie. Meant a lot to us, him come and see us, telling us in person how it was that Karen died. I lost men over there, too. I spoke to the Major. Uh, everybody thought the world of your daughter. So did Specialist Ilario. It would sure help if I could see her letter. I mean, if it's not too private. Letter? From Ilario? Oh, I'll check my notes. Must be my mistake. This is her husband here? So does that 
Does that put up a bit of a red there's flag? There's a big now? red flag. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. Ilario's little deposition. Yeah. It was a bit weird because he, he just wanted it to be over. Yeah. He which, goes, is that it now? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, you could put that down like PTSD yeah. or suspicion. He also kept calling her Karen, which is a very unusual yeah. thing. So I'm thinking, hang then on. He, is then there, he corrected himself. Is Captain. there a relationship here? Like yeah, I'm trying to right. work out okay. why that is. Because yeah. that's a very strange thing for someone in the military to do. Right. He's used first name. Um, but then when you get to the, the parents there, the other part of that scene that I thought was pretty hard was uh, Nat sitting there, Denzel's character sitting there in, in full dress, and the daughter comes in, Karen's daughter yeah. comes in, and runs away immediately, and you think, oh, she doesn't want to see visitors. And then you realise, no, no, the dad says, that's what the men were wearing. That uniform is what the men were wearing when they came to tell, knock on the door yeah. and say she was dead. Right. So that so uniform she, is, that's freaked you know, her out. It's yeah. freaked her out. So yeah, just little right. things like yeah. that really yeah. kind of hammer home the military yeah. part of this. You Absolutely. Know? It's just a real family thing. Uh, speaking of family, uh, our man Serling's having issues of his own. He's yeah. a little bit sort of uh, a little distant, and um, he's. I think this is remember how he left the family, and now he's actually sitting in his car across the road from his house, not not actually going. Which, which into of his us house. haven't done that when we didn't want to get <laughs> home too soon? Are you back? I'm in transit. You know, Nat, it took me a long time to figure out how to be an army wife without totally obliterating myself. It wasn't easy, but I did it. I know you did. So it wouldn't be a hardship for me to learn how not to be an army wife. Oof. If, say, my husband wasn't in the army anymore. You know, I miss my life, man. And so are we. You don't have to figure it all out now. You just have to admit that you can't. You have to want to be here with us. That's all. He's going to need some ice for that burn. She just she <laughs> ripped it. But it, it's really like I've, I've never served in the military. Neither no. of you. And having being the partner of someone who serves in the military, like she mentions being an army wife, that's that right. must be something you have to do to yeah. prepare I yourself. Because she, she, there could be that knock on the door one day. But isn't it? So there's so much about it. There's the potential knock on the door any day. There's yeah. the moving around. Yeah. There's the essentially being a single parent for large parts of the year or yeah. life. Yeah. There's so much in it. The The army partner is a, it's a hugely undervalued yeah. thing. But it's just fascinating that she's able to sit there, look at him and say, it wouldn't take much for me not to be. Yeah. It it wouldn't take much yeah. for me to become a regular housewife again. Thanks. Because uh, yeah, like she's she's t I think she's done the hard part. Yeah. And now I think she's thinking that well now you're sort of in a, at a desk job now it's going to be easier why, but it's why, not why it's not it's, not, it's yeah. not easier at the moment there's something still. But she doing also reads she yeah. also puts it out there and look you know this is a difficult thing in any relationship but she's put it out there for him she's put it out there to say. Listen, it's not meant to be easy. You're not yeah. meant to solve the problem. Just admit you, just, you can't solve it. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a right. really like what powerful a lovely thing. wife. How what a supportive wife. <laughs> I'd love right? to hear that from mine. <laughs> you don't? Oh, okay. Well, uh, the next scene is uh, in in all the interviews that Serling's already had. Yeah. He tells the general now that there are some discrepancies about the Walden case. Basically, also, he's not ready to hand in his report. Not yet, but he also, also he's asking about El Bathra and how they're going to respond to that. First, you imply that I'm not interested in an accurate report on Captain Walden. Now you're suggesting that there must be some cover-up going on about Albathra. So how do you want me to respond? As your commanding officer, as your friend, who nursed you, patted your back, 
push promotions, and fucking burp your kids into baptisms. That's how should I respond. I'm sorry, sir. Well, I should hope by God you would be. Now, losing a man like your friend Boilar, I've been there. And this whole mess my ass on the line right there beside yours. I can feel the chill in the air as well as you can. Yes, sir. And I know about the drinking. And if I have to write you out, there's just gonna be one more big bite on your record. Clean it up, get yourself in a program. I'll be looking for that report soon. Which is on, right? Uh, it's, it's interesting that you know, his his boss, his general, would know something simple like he's he's on the drink when he's in his hotel room because yeah. he's not with his wife. Because he's his mate as well. Like, yeah. He's not just his commander. God, remember he said, how do you want me to respond? Like, yeah. But this is because like, he sits down and kind of confronts him and he says, hang on a minute, we're going to sit down and we're going to work this through. Yeah. And that's his way of just sitting him down and going, reading the riot act. Yeah. That's a really, that's the most pleasant riot act I've seen in a, in a while. Yeah, not too bad. Mm. Uh, the next scene is him going to see our man Monfries, yep. uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. He's a, I like this scene where he's a staff sergeant and he, he's he, the, one of the soldiers he's training and he, he gives him gabolicking and then he comes over to chat to Serling about, uh, about what happened over there. Leave this round in the chamber, Colonel. I work at the Pentagon, Sergeant. So I'll admit I'm a little slow in the uptake. Otherwise, I'd say that you just threatened me. Hmm. Did you just threaten me, soldier? Because if you did, let me respond to you. Let me respond to you this way. I'm an officer, and therefore, by proclamation, a gentleman. But don't abuse that, son. Don't get in my crosshairs, because I'll have no compunction whatsoever about getting up to my neck in your ass. Do you understand me? She was afraid, Colonel. That's the bottom line on you, Captain Walden. She was... Fucking coward, sir. Which is this is like this is now. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Because it's interesting. Because right now you got to remember, Nat could have handed in a report. He mm. could have handed in a report. Yeah. She could have been basically organising the posthumous uh, yeah. award ceremony. But now, and there was some doubt in old mate's minds, but he just wants to tick some boxes. Yeah. In reality, even he probably would never have expected to have such no. a brutal conversation. But you know, he's Monfries is like. Listen, just give her the award. Because I don't I think care. He goes on to say, I think, um, that, look, he goes, well, why, why did you – this is a surprise hearing this at yeah. the moment, Serling. He goes, why did you say? He goes, I just told them what they wanted to hear. Yeah. Give her the medal. Good luck to Which her. Which flashes yeah. back yeah. to his deposition mm. where he – Denzel, Nat, is trying to tell them what really happened in Albathra. Yeah. And they're just wanting to get out it's, of him what they want to hear. It's a parallel and thing, And so you're hearing yeah. the opposite style of approach. This guy just sat down and went – what do you want to hear? Yeah. And they said this, this, and this, and he said that, that, and that. But then when he dug down deeper, remember how he's, remember that at the start of that, he said, leave this one in the chamber. Yeah. He goes, look, you know, remember he sort of talk about a hang fire or something? You know, when you, uh, the shot doesn't go off, you've got to sort of point it in another direction, yeah. and otherwise it goes off in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, this is like that, leave it alone. But yeah. Yeah, so you know, the, the, the sort of the mystery deepens, and uh, this next bit This is where Serling, really kind of, yeah. Yeah, Serling I, I, calls I think home. your, your yeah. anticipation on this movie picks yeah. up at this point. Oh, yeah. So you're thinking, well, geez, well, one person says she's a hero, one person says she's a coward. Who's right? Any flashbacks or reenactments we've seen here, at yeah, this yeah, point yeah. have been 
pretty much consistent with little uh, variations. Yep. This is where it starts to get wild. So Serling is sort of struggling a bit here. Calls home. Uh, he's on the on the drink again. Uh, he's in the bar. He's half he's half tanked here in the bar. Oh yeah. He's and off the his reporter top. sees him and goes, "Look, mate." He sort of he goes, "Look, some coffee here." And he calls for coffee. Yeah. He goes, they have a conversation. I have uh, so much yeah. doubt about the reporter at this point. Yeah. I'm thinking he says it's off the record, but is well, it really? Yeah, yeah. Is anything you ever you off wonder, the record? You, you know. Wonder. And um, he's still obviously struggling with the boy laugh, friendly fire death. We do find out, though, uh, that Alario is AWOL. Gonski. So he's suddenly Absent disappeared. without so leave. That, that's a, that's another massive red flag yep. there. And he keeps playing back his tape. Remember, he was playing back his tape about listening to you know, being, uh, you need to take responsibility. And I think talking about where his parents had a little place Happen. we used to go to. And um he ends up fronting the general on the golf course. I yeah. wouldn't like this. If I was Big playing time. golf, I don't want to be talking to someone like that. No. But uh, he tells him, look, he just he can't submit his report just yet. Are you now telling me you're going to report against or getting the medal? As I tried to explain to the White House, there should be a further investigation before we move forward. The discrepancies that oh, I see... Oh, now the matter completely right up a second report. We'll investigate. That's my point. That's my point, sir. Ilario has disappeared. Altamire is missing. Who? Altemeyer's, uh, Walden's crew chief. VA hospital transferred him out three weeks ago. Paperwork's missing, the computer's... Yeah, but doesn't he have any family? Negative. Fucking VA. We can't wait, Nat. You cannot imagine the kind of heat I'm getting on this. Everybody wants it. Senators, congressmen. One little shining piece of something for people to believe in. Whole episode. Walden or our bathroom? Both, damn it, both. Submit your report today. I'm sorry, sir. I won't put my name on an incomplete report. Should I remind you who recommended you for this posting when no one else would touch you? Or are you saying that you chose me because I wouldn't rock the boat? Dereliction of duty, drunken disorderly, conduct unbecoming, at best a dishonorable discharge. At worst, I'll bother along if there's plenty of grounds that we want them. Well, at least somebody is finally willing to come out and say it. Nah, don't do this. I could give you a direct order to submit your report. Yes, you could. Put Element back on the Walden file. I handed this to you, Nat, as a way back. You could have had one hell of a career. So he's basically told, took, taken him off. He's basically he sacked said, him. Get he's someone else to him. finish it. He's, yeah. he's, he's finished. But he's still determined to find out, though. He's still determined. Well, yeah, so basically at a, uh, a managerial level, he's yeah. off the case. He's definitely going to be demoted yeah. and he's going to be, you know, essentially managed out of the military. But... He's not off the case in no. his own head. Because what he actually does, he goes back to the reporter. Yeah. He says to the reporter, because they want him to help him find Altemeyer. Altemeyer was in the VA yeah. hospital, remember? And they, they're trying to locate him. So he, he goes back to the reporter and asks a favour of him. Why do you need me? Can't someone the Pentagon help? I'm out of the loop. Somebody pissed at you? I'm out of the loop. Somebody important. Hey, look, you want to help me or not? Hey, who called who here? Yeah, sure I'll help. Just tell me why I'm doing it. When you go after stories, you want them to be right, yes? Yeah. So do I. Okay. So I help you find this Altemeyer, and in return, there's a tape. Sweet Jesus, there's always a tape. Do you want to hear this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on. There's a tape of all communications between our tanks that might not bother. Are they trying to make this tape disappear? I don't think so, but they're not advertising its existence either. 
Walker. This is I. I, I this I is the quick respect, pro quo. I respect how what he's Serling's doing here. He, yeah. He's like leaking the tape will help him clear his guilt. But number he, one. But interestingly, yeah. he's not even leaking it. He's just telling yeah. him what exists. He's just telling him. It's, well, did he did he leak it? No, though? no. Think... He's just saying, mate. Because basically, it's a freedom of information thing. It's like yeah, right. just so you know, if yeah. you ask, if you look around for this thing, there's a thing that right. you're gonna want to hear. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what he's saying. Fair enough. Because, you know, yeah. in, in, in this situation, this bloke's an investigative journalist. Oh, yeah. He yeah. lives his life on sources and information. This is huge, if yeah. it's true. And Absolutely so it's right. a quid pro quo thing. But he ends up helping him find Ultima, who's yep. in another VO hospital, but he's all doped out on drugs. Uh, yeah. and gets not really gets nothing but from he, him. He gets nothing, but I I got the sense that he that he knew he was on the right track. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but, but even the way he was, like, he didn't make much sense, but it was no, like but he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's like he was pushing him away yeah. as opposed to just, you know. And he was self-medicating. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he acted a part that showed yeah. that he shouldn't just He's, let it go. He absolutely. should keep going. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, goes back to Monfries as well. And uh, I think things take a bit of a turn here. What happened out there that was so bad? That would have Altamaya laying up in a hospital praying to die. It's got Ilario on the run. That's right, he went AWOL. What do you think he's going to tell them about you when they catch him? And they're going to catch him, son. Now, you can tell them, or you can tell me. What happened out there? Nothing happened. Nothing happened, sir. It was a war. Don't lie to me, soldier. Don't lie to me. Now, it doesn't matter whether she gets this award or not. It doesn't matter whether I'm on this inquiry. It doesn't matter whether I'm in this army or not. I'm going to find out the truth. I guarantee you that. Now, you said you're a good poker player. Well, look me in the eye. You think I'm bluffing? It's at this point where <laughs> Monfries actually pulls a gun on him and says, yeah. get out of the car, get out of the vehicle. He's on the railway tracks. There's yeah. a train approaching. And you think he's, I, I, like most, I yeah. think most people think he's gonna, he wants him out of the car because he's going to park here and let the train hit him. But no, no, he goes one step further. <laughs> he turns onto the tracks in his Mustang and yeah. just drives Is that a Mustang? at yeah. the train. And drives you know what I love? Boom. I love about this shot yeah. is if you look close enough, wide shot of, yeah. you know, trees, road, train line in the middle, car, parked and then turns, you can see the train is already on the anchors. You can see the sparks. Yeah, right. Because trains don't stop on a dime. They take kilometres to stop. Yes. So it's very well done in that it's real. It may even be real. Yeah. To the point where they have They really crashed a car into a train. Yeah. The train is is sparks. So that's very well done. Again, another mysterious turn here because Monfries, rather than telling the truth, decides to kill himself. Yeah. So you're thinking, what the hell is going on? So it's even... We're even w- w- even more in the dark. What here. guilt is this guy carrying yeah. that he wants to ta- end it all for himself? Very well, strange. The other thing too uh, we find is that uh, Serling also locates Alario. Imagine that. Imagine going through life without thinking about the consequences. It's not the doing shit that gets to you. It's the consequences. My folks just have this place out on Calaveras Lake. I still go out there sometimes. Yes, you told me about this place so I'd know where to find you. It's beautiful. The MPs at Fort Stewart found your stash in your locker. 
pretty uh, genius place to keep it, huh? Not if you wanted it to be found. Where'd you hide the needle tracks? I, uh, I shoot up between my toes. Monfries is dead. Killed himself. Altemeyer is dying. Aren't we all? Wow. And that's that's where you realize why he's so skinny. He's yeah, on drugs. He's a druggie. He's, yeah, he's a druggie. Yeah, wild. But we we finally now know the truth. Monfries and Walden were at each other. Mm. Monfries wanted to escape. And the chopper went down. What happened next? No, what happened next isn't important. It's what happened that night. Monfries wanted to make a run for it. You know at dawn we're dead. They'll have reinforcements. Escape and evasion, Captain. Now's the time to do it, Captain. Maybe we slip by him in the dark. That's all tomorrow. Mm. Righty can't be moved. Right, Alario? Not long. Any movement might kill him. Then again, he may die just lying here. You see? You see there? Rady will never make it. I say we go. <laughs> oh, great. Great, the captain's crying. It's just tension, asshole. It doesn't mean shit. Come on, Captain. I don't want to wait here to die. Alario? I don't know. Come on, it's a majority. Well, that would be great if this was a democracy, but it isn't. We stay with Rady. I wouldn't risk your life, I won't risk his. Okay, so maybe if we surrendered, the Iraqis would doctor him up. No, surrender. I hear something moving out there. I say we make for the chopper now. And I say, I heard enough of that shit. You don't have to go with us, Captain. We don't even need your permission. I am in command here! Well, maybe not anymore. So there's drama there. Yeah, oh no, and see, yeah. what's fascinating to me is we now realise why Alario is so racked in guilt. You know, his insides yeah, yeah. are burning him up because he chose against her. To support Monfries, yeah. He chose, he voted well, against her. Yeah. She not, she did he though? Did yeah, he? He, he, yeah. he was with her, he was with Monfries. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's, that's what happens later. Yeah. I think it's worse. But uh, she, I think, then asks uh, for his weapon. Give me the saw, Monfries. I can't stop you from running, but you're not taking our firepower with you. You're not taking away my weapon. Yes, I am. Hey, I can make a white flag, all right? There's no way you're taking away my weapon, cunt. Hey. <laughs> Section 28J, Code of Military Justice. Mutiny. Oof. An offense punishable by death. Jesus, Monfries! Shut up! She's trying to get us killed! Alario, who you with? Come on, Alario, shithead! Do you want to die? Now, it's at this point where an enemy soldier comes over the hill. Which we'd seen before. Yeah, and so she she shoots at him. and uh, But Monfries, yeah, Monfries thinks whoa, he's shooting at what, her. What's happening? He's shooting at him. You're going away. It was just a probe. Oh. Shit. Are you all right? Shit! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shit, I don't fucking believe it. Give me your weapon. 
Well, Christ, Captain, I thought you were firing at me! You're wounded, man. Let me see. You're with them. You gotta let me look at it. <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ, let him look at it! I gave birth to a nine-pound baby, asshole! I think I can handle it! Cap, we gotta get you out of here. We stay with Brady. So right to the end, even if she's when she's wounded, she's mm. saying we're staying here. Yeah, we're not like going she, anywhere. And again, it's a it's a strange thing to observe or pick up in these things, but it's this leadership quality thing. Mm. And I don't know, uh, people that have done leadership coaching and stuff, you realize that not everyone's capable of it. Full stop. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're not a everyone's capable of being follower. a leader. Yeah, and you, true. you know what? You yeah. can see it in kids. Yeah. You can see it in kids. You're like, yeah. mate, not going to be a leader, yeah. but you'll be a great yeah. worker. Good soldier. And, and But you can see <laughs> yeah. leaders. Yeah. And you're like, hang on a minute. These people are stepping up. Yeah. They're, they're making resilient. Yeah, making and decisions. she stuck with the decision. It was, it's yeah. like it's a really yeah. subtle exposition of her, which I really enjoyed. It's at this point where the rescue chopper arrives. Yep. And uh, they're all, they're all uh, thinking, right, let's get out of here. Walden's still shooting, holding off the enemy while they're getting on the chopper. Yeah. So when they're on the chopper, um, the chopper pilot asks the question. idea to slow that as well yeah. because it's it's the most it's the most critical part of the whole story yeah well see when, when monfrey said she's dead you see Ilario thinking oh my god and then even ultima yelling out no remember when they dropped the napalm yeah because he, him yeah. saying she's dead was a cue yeah. to light up the joint yeah. and that's that's, and that's what they did so well, basically monfrey's yeah. killed himself because he killed her yeah that's that's now and what Al we know Ilario explains though when it comes back to the, yeah. the current conversation that how it turns out, she would have probably died from her wound anyway. But we do we know that or not? Like, oh, I mean, you, yeah. you imagine how old, uh, old mate with a smashed head seems to survive yeah. pretty good, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and you hear, Ulti you hear Ultimar involved as well. Uh, anyway, Serling is called into a meeting with the general. And uh, at the meeting, there happens to be the reporter from the Washington, Washington Post. Post. We'll be going with a story based on a tape that I've acquired of all radio communications that night. So, I'd like you to listen and then comment for the record. I can't comment for the record. This is an ongoing investigation. Reverse right, turn to, turn to the right. Cat, I got Saber 6, this is Bob Cat 5. Enemy tangos, say again. Enemy tanks in our lines, over. Saber 6, this is Cougar 6. Confirm that I have got enemy Shut tangos in phase line Delta. Mr. Gardner, I don't think any more of this. This is what happened, General. Liberty 6. Saber 6, we just 
slap, Boilar. Roger that, sir. We got him. Say again, you just lit up a friendly. Roger that. We... What? You just lit up a friendly, goddammit! But the, the interesting part here is that a part of the tape we didn't hear. Yeah. Right? We and hadn't it, heard until it, now. It continues that amid the confusion, Serling made the order for their tanks to turn on their lights. General, Colonel Serling's order to activate lights, was that a standard response to enemy infiltration of the lines? At the critical moment, in spite of terrible losses, Colonel Serling didn't hesitate to act. Ordering those tanks to turn on their lights saved the lives of God knows how many of our men. Heroic acts arise out of desperate circumstances. I have no trouble at all believing that Colonel Serling is a hero. Like Captain Karen Walden, did you know, Mr. Gardner, that for the first time a woman is being considered for the Medal of Honor for her performance under fire? And, um, Colonel Serling is just finishing up the inquiry. How's that going, Nat? I think, um, in order to honor a soldier like Karen Walden, we have to tell the truth, General about what happened over there. The whole hard, cold truth. And until we do that, we dishonor her. That's a fascinating take on it, right? Because yeah. he, again, at this point, he could have just handed over a report yeah. saying, hero, yeah, there you amazing, go. Yeah. Medal of Honor, right? Definitely. But he doesn't. He says, I'm sorry, my report is going to say... Yeah. That we don't know if she would have lived or died. We yeah. don't. We'll never know. Yep. And it was Monfries who basically gave the order to have her killed. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from the fact oh, that she still she acted heroically. Still yeah, acted yeah. heroically. Absolutely. So she's she's yeah. absolutely. What he's saying is deserving of the honour, yep. unquestionably. But her family deserve, like Boylar's family, deserve to know the truth. Absolutely. Wild. Right. Uh, the next scene, we see uh, Captain Walden's daughter receiving the Medal of Honor from uh, President Bush. <laughs> solid the, the, solid angles like, taken. Yeah, like this. It's Pres like a stunt double. George, George, not George W. Bush. He's, oh, his dad, yeah. George Senior. So the stunt double for, <laughs> for Bush Senior. <laughs> In the Rose Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you notice, too, the camera pans across the chairs and, and Serling's, not Serling's not there. His yeah. empty chair. He's over, he's over at the Boylar's house making a full confession. Lies the army told. And the lies that I told. To you, I can only pay for your forgiveness. As far as the. As far as that night, um, I guess there's no way that. I can even begin to ask you to forgive me. I know that. But it's a burden you're going to have to put down sometime. Thank you, sir. So that gives him sort of a... 
powerful. Take, stuff takes from a load dad, off him. Yeah, the burden you're going to have to put down sometime. He knew it was an, wasn't intentional. He knew that yeah. they were, because I mean, they were good mates. They were before. mates. They were good mates. But still, like a brother, imagine. Sorry, but imagine being a dad, oh, thinking yeah. your son died yeah, under enemy fire in war, yeah. done, you know, and then finding out that it was one of his it was a mistake, colleagues, his let mate. alone his mate. Yeah, it doesn't make it any easier. That's but he's tough. still got the wherewithal to have such wonderful words. Yeah, man, solid. And uh, as it's wrapping up, though, we do finally get to hear Karen's letter. Dear Mom and Dad, well, this is it. The big push. Looks like it's going to really happen. And I'm afraid. Not of being hurt or killed. Well, kind of, but not much. My only regret will be to never see you two again. And I'll never see Anne-Marie grow up. But I know she's in good hands the best. What I'm really afraid of is that I might let my people down, my crew. These people depend on me. They put their lives in my hands. I just can't fail them. Now, I know if you get this letter, it means I'm dead. I only hope that I've made you proud, that I did my job, and I didn't let down my country, my crew, my fellow soldiers. I love you guys. Never stop telling Anne Marie how much I love her. Your daughter, Karen. Yeah, I was cutting onions at this point. Yeah, there was something in my eye at this yeah. point. Uh, that was very sad. Serling, though, returns to his family. He's sort of he's back. He's, he's, he has. He's, he the, can live he without guilt. Fully lifted the burden. Yeah, but, yeah. You know the guilt. But he can live with it now. Yeah. And uh, he's able to confess about his error, find out the truth about Karen Walden. So resolution is uh, quite yep. good there. A couple of favourite quotes here. These are sort of more tips, if anything, not really favourite lines. Some uh, some little some advice on how to get, uh, I think, a bit of medical advice and a, and a poker tip. All right, this is uh, anti-fungal cream, all right? But look, you want to kill the athlete's foot when you're in the shower, just piss on your feet. That's disgusting. <laughs> Bob Fulton used you to know, talk about that in the continuous call say, <laughs> That advice was given to me as well, and mm. I have done that. Yeah. And it worked. Any uh, previous continuous score team listeners will know Elsie from, <laughs> from Maitland used to suggest the same thing for uh, certain injuries, even your, even your knees. Wow. So, okay. There we go. And uh, Montfries uh, gives a nice little poker tip too. I like this one. Want to know a poker secret, sir? Always. People you play against, find out what they're interested in. Pretend you're interested. They start running off at the mouth, don't pay no attention to their cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how did that happen? Some uh, some plot holes here. Yep. During when he when Monfries is on the train tracks and you see over his shoulder, um, the distance between the train varies greatly. You look one shot, it's far away. The next shot, it's right close to him. It varies. Like it, you, so I can't you, you, I can't unsee you, that. You, you're not happy with my. Well, that I, was see, a I love that scene. Yeah. Oh no, I love the scene, but it, the the distance to the train changes. It's always the yeah. case with those kind of things, though. Serious other plot hole here is that um, uh, according to the Geneva Convention. No. U.S. Army medivac choppers that have the red cross on them, and that had a clear red cross on yes. them. Yes. Um, they're not allowed to carry personal weapons. So there was there, there would shouldn't have been an M sixteen or the M sixty machine guns, the saw that Monfries. Pretty had. sure you're not allowed to shoot at them either. Exactly right. With well, the uh, the Red Cross marks the copter, so it means it's a non combat medical vehicle. Right? Yes. And so it would make it if you fire on it, it makes it a war crime. Oh wow. Yeah. What about so, the dropping of a fuel tank? Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that too. Is, I feel like that'd go into breach of something. Well, for, for Meg Ryan's character, it says here, to take her Red Cross-marked copter in to attack enemies, 
that would be considered a war crime. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so not really a let's medal just, of honour. Let's just dust yeah, <laughs> Medal of honour. Put that in the background. Okay. Now, you know, the tank attacks, right? You know, the dispersion yes. of the tanks, they were only about like 10 metres apart. Huh. In reality, the dispersion is up to 200 metres apart. So you mean so the, the spacing yeah, the of the way, tanks? They're, yeah. they're way further yeah. they, spread they, out. They don't yeah. just, it's not like a Le Mans start where they just exactly. run to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, they've got to make themselves a lesser target, not yes. a greater target. Fair enough. Um, and the Medal of Honor, it was, you know, how in the movie was placed around her daughter's neck. Mm. It is so never placed on? around the neck. It's the, the, it's never placed around the neck of anyone but the recipient. So because oh, they would so have just given it, they would have just given it to his daughter in a box. They okay. wouldn't have put it around her neck. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Things you might not know. Yep. Harrison Ford and Tom Hanks were considered for the roles of, uh, the role of Nat Surly. Um, that'd be I a different, s- different movie, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I could see Tom Hanks doing it. Oh yeah, even even Harrison Ford, I could see too. Be no, some great out. choices, but you know what, Denzel. Denzel <laughs> yeah, no, he was great. Uh, in fact, speaking of Denzel, to he spoke to combat veterans from the Gulf War in mm. preparation for the right, movie yep. to help sort of get their experiences and their memories, sort of to help flesh out his character a little bit. The Iraqi battle scenes, you know, the one where the tanks were, yeah. that was actually filmed in uh, outside of El Paso, Texas, mm. in a place called the Indian Cliffs Ranch. And what they did, they left all the tanks and the props there. It's now become a tourist attraction. Oh, wow. You can actually go visit the Courage Let's Under go. Fire. Courage Under Fire set. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, did you notice, solid did you notice here yep. about Matt Damon, of course. Okay. Remember we spoke about this? Yes. He lost for this role. Oh, can I guess? Yeah. I'm going to say he lost like 20 kilos, so like 40 18, pounds. 18 kilos, yeah. 40 pounds, yeah. yeah. So you're pretty close. So for the yeah, present day scene. So they had to would have had to film that after. Or I don't know how they would have done it. Who would lose the weight and well, you know, where, do that when first, do we, When do we see him in normal, when he's not? Early in the movie. You only see him, no, sorry. When you, do you see, see him, him normal late in the movie, yes. which is the flashback scenes. Yeah, so they right. would have filmed that first, yeah. I reckon. So how he did it, he went on a f- he just deprived himself of food, and he still trained a lot. Um, and he's caused apparently caused him to be really frail, and had to have medical supervision before the shoot. He was so mm. frail beforehand. Wow. Um, Half he he not only had not hardly any food, but he also run like our ten k's a day, right. and was drinking four to six pots, not cups, pots of coffee. To keep up his energy levels. Yeah, right. You end up costing him. Like the director was so worried about him that he ordered him to start eating again. But Damon said, no, nah, I'm not, not going to. I want this to be really sort of emaciated sort of look. Um, and this this was before Goodwill Hunting, by the way. Yeah. So he wasn't a massive star no. yet. So that's a lot that's of a, like it's also a lot of commitment. It's a great way to earn respect early of course, in your career, right? Absolutely right. right. It was um, he, after the film shut down, he was diagnosed with having deregulated blood sugar and needed medical attention, needed medication. And apparently he was. it took him two years to get back to normal again. Wow. That's dedication, isn't it? Yeah. All righty. Three questions for Trev. Okay. Does Nat Serling stay in the army? Uh, no. Oh, that's hard. His life is the army, so yes. Yeah, I reckon too. Mm. Question two, I think we've answered this. Do you think this could have been based on a true story? I feel like it's... It, it's My info is it isn't. No. But it's plausible. I, I feel like it's yeah. it's pieces of, yeah. of um, other you know myths or reports or yep. things, so yeah. Does the Washington Post reporter win an award for his story? It's a pretty big story. This it's one. a good yarn. Which yeah. story does he write? Does he write about both of them? I like, reckon you know? the Albathra and how, despite his... No, mate. You know, yeah. his story, 
yeah. is, is it's the tale of two of, of Serling. It's and the tale Walden, of two yeah. friendly fires. Is that how you derive it? Like how this guy redeemed himself by doing this other thing, and, well, and actually acted heroically anyway. So it's yeah. the tale of two heroes and their friendly fire. Yeah, and so yeah, you write exactly one big right. piece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About how she's a Medal of Good Honor angle. recipient. The friendly fire on both occasions. She's a she, she got hit Medal of Honor recipient. Yeah, wow. shot by one of her own, and frankly killed by one of her own. Right. And then that's yeah, that's a good take. Good yeah. take. Love that. All righty. Well, that is courage under fire, Ooh. mate. Give us your wrap up and rating, please. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I yep. think that's pl- plainly obvious. Yep. I wonder if my do I exude. <laughs> Is I it obvious? Kind of um, tell early, yeah. yeah. Kind of tell. I it's so hard, by the way, because why do we don't talk about this beforehand? Like, no. well, so I'll always text you when I'm watching a movie, just so that you know. Yeah, I'm you doing show it. me a photo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so Pro- hard. Proof of life. Yep. Apart from maybe the odd line, um, yeah. it's so hard at the end not to go, man, cracking movie, because <laughs> I don't really want to spoil it for you. Anyway, yep. so loved it. Great, great story. Yep. And that, that's what I love about it is that it's a story. Yeah, great story. Yeah. It's just a story. Good characters. Yeah. Um, great story. Well shot. Great actors. It's a. Mate, I, I want to say nine. I'm yeah. going to go eight and a half. Eight and a uh, half. I'm a nine. I'm a nine. It's a. This is a one of my one of my faves. It's yeah. a. It's a beauty. Should we look forward to next week? Okay. Next week we are watching Whiplash. What's this, the story of a car crash? No, it's not. Whiplash was released in 2014, set in a music school. Right. Uh, starring your man Miles Teller. What movie was he out of? Top Gun Maverick. There you go. And J.K. Simmons also out of Law and Order. Law and Order. Too. What is this? A Law and Order? Is there an anniversary? No, it's not. But it was written and directed. By Damien Chazelle. Chazelle. What other movie did he write and direct? Is it A, La La Land, B, The Favourite, C, First Man, or D, Blade Runner 2049? B. The Favourite, no. It was La La Land. That's what I was going to say. And he also wrote First, uh, he directed First Man, but didn't write it. Blade Runner, he had nothing to do with. But that is next week. Whiplash, great movie. So no We're good glad you enjoyed, though, Courage Under Fire. Loved it. That was awesome. Join us again for Whiplash. Trevor, good job. Let's do it See next you week. See you next week.